Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills Podcast. Dag Heward Mills Podcast is a broadcast outreach of Dag Heward Mills Ministries, which has the duty to bring you the very best from the vast teaching archive of healing evangelist, best-selling author, and megachurch pastor Dag Heward Mills. This Monday, Bishop Dag will continue with the powerful Lord I Know You Need Somebody series. He will enlighten you on why it is important for you to care for and look onto the interest of others rather than being too inward looking. Today's teaching will give you five more wisdom keys that will cause you to improve your ability to care for others in need, both spiritually and physically. The message will also help you to overcome your own personal problems in order to serve God effectively, so get ready to be blessed. Enjoy today's word. Hallelujah. Father, thank you for this time. Your blessing is real. We are grateful in the name of Jesus Christ. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Turn with me to John chapter 21. If you are watching online or on Healing Jesus television, turn with me to John chapter 21. And um, I want to read, we are, we are taking our offering now. And um, I want you to learn something spiritual today. Are you ready to learn something spiritual? Right. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. When we go to Jerusalem or Israel, when when we are driving, you see a sign, Tiberias. Exactly this name, Tiberias. So, it's, it's a Bible place. Amen. How many are getting ready for the first love trip to Israel, Holy Land? All right. Registration will begin soon. Now, the word together, Simon, Peter, and Thomas, and then Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. How many people is that? How many people is that? Simon, Peter, Thomas, okay, Nathaniel, and then two sons of Zebedee, that's James and John, that's five, and then two other disciples, seven, seven people, okay? So seven people were there that day and um, Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they say unto him, we also go with thee. So this is how it is when you are with one backslider and he says, this is what I'm going to do. And then everybody else who is around says, we also go with you. We We are also flowing with you. 
Do you get what I'm saying? Yes. That is how sometimes people influence you without saying anything. They say, this is what I'm doing. And then the others say, okay, we are also, we are also doing the same. So, because this is after three years of Bible school, you are going back to fishing. Instead of concentrating on your calling, you've left your real call that God has commissioned you with and you have given yourself to fishing again. And you were called out as I'll make you fishers of men and you are going back to fishing. And everybody else says we are also going back to fishing. Tell your neighbor, do not follow backsliders. Yes. Peter has just betrayed Christ. And now he was going, he was now betraying the whole training. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. And they said, we also go with thee. Now, they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And that night, they caught nothing. Catching nothing should mean something to you. If you are spiritual. Catching nothing. Because it has a meaning. They've caught nothing. Okay. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. So Jesus said unto them, now remember Jesus is dead. Jesus died on the cross. Jesus died on the cross in chapter 19. So we are in chapter 21. Jesus has died on the cross already. It's like talking to a, a dead person who just come to roam around in the system. Then Jesus said unto them, somebody who's been dead and buried in the cemetery said to them, children, have you any meat? And they answered him, no. Wow. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side and you shall find and they cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. So much fish. They've been out all night. They didn't catch nothing. Jesus has died on the cross. He's been buried. And they are now going back to fishing. Like Peter was reversing everything. Tell your neighbor, I will not reverse everything God has done for me. And it's leading to nothing. Now, they were not able to draw up the fishes. There were so many. Don't betray your training. Don't betray what God brought you up in and invested in you. In. Don't turn away from it. It will lead to nothing. You've been a shepherd before. You've been a pastor before. You've been a leader in the church before. You've been in such a church before. Don't turn away from everything that you've ever known. 
Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved, this is John. John is, this book, this, this is the book of John. So, it doesn't say, therefore, I said to Peter. He calls himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. It's a way of writing. So, instead of saying, therefore, I turned to Peter and I said to Peter, it is the Lord. He didn't say that. He said, therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Therefore, what? Therefore, that is, go to the verse before verse 7. When they gathered so much fish, okay, and they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes, then notice the next one. Therefore, so because of the multitude of fishes, all right, Peter the disciple that loved Jesus said to Peter, it is the Lord or the Lord is around somewhere. The Lord is around somewhere. Okay. Now, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, you know, he get his fisher's coat onto him for he was naked and did cast himself into the sea. Now, I want you to notice that there were seven disciples present, but, and seven people saw the reality of fishing all night. There's no fish anywhere in this lake. Okay? And then, suddenly, there's a lot of fish. Only John recognized that the Lord was doing something. Peter even didn't recognize it. So the Bible says that when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he had, how did he hear that it was the Lord? Because somebody who had discernment and somebody who, whose eyes were filled with revelation and somebody who knew God, do you see, closely, realized that this physical event that is happening it is the Lord. What physical event? The fish, that, the no fish, and then the fish. It is the Lord. God is somewhere, and the Lord is doing something. It took a man of discernment. Now, not all Christians have discernment. Sometimes, God chooses a lesser person to have discernment or revelation. That's why sometimes, you know, you'll be shocked at who is having the dream and who is having the revelation. When Jesus rose from the dead, it was Mary Magdalene who was despised, who was, who saw Jesus. But Peter and other, they were in the house. This Peter, James, and all these guys, they were in the house. Now they are by the sea. No one can recognize that it is only John, 16 years old. He's estimated to be about 16 or 17. He he realized that no. The fish, the money, the prosperity, this is the, the, the Lord is doing something. Or this thing that is happening, or this thing that has happened, it is the Lord. So, it is important for you as a Christian to 
be able to see the Lord in events that take place. Are you listening to me? When something happens, you must have the discernment of a spiritual person to see, ah, the way I met this guy and the way things happen is the Lord. The Lord is doing something somewhere. Yeah. But John saw it, but Peter didn't see it. Don't be worried if the most spiritual person or the leader, you know, of course, he's backsliding because he's going fishing. He's the one who led them to fishing. You know? I mean, this is serious. You've had your serious training, investment in you. Look at what you are doing now. You have gone back, reversed everything. Don't betray all that you've known and all that you've learned. Amen. So I want to say to you that. A certain level of financial blessing, eh, if you don't have discernment, you will not you know that you will not know that is the law. You think something is just happening. So, oh, the fish they were swimming on the western side of the lake. Then they've all moved to this side this morning. <laughs> but someone who has spiritual eyes to see can see and say it is the Lord. Amen and amen. 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 I like this story because it is the story of a dead man who came back to life and was interacting and having a conversation in detail. We're writing down his words, not that they saw him and said, hey, he's alive. He's, He's talking, he's saying things and interacting, eating with the people. This is why Christians believe that Jesus rose from the dead. It's a very wild belief that we have. And this John chapter 21 is the record of his discussions and the things that he said. It's a very wild thing. And it also shows how much prosperity and finances and even any event that happens that the Lord's hand can be in something and few people will even notice or know that I didn't catch any fish. It means something. And suddenly I've caught 153. There were 153 fishes. Is it fantastic? May the Lord appear in your financial situation. May the Lord be involved. And, and that is why I see, I feel that some of the things that we've been able to do, you know, as a church, you know, some of the places we've been able to build churches, find buildings, like the projects that we have, is not one project. Many, many projects and churches being built and crusades and things that are being done at the same time makes me sense the power of God and the presence of God that it is the Lord who is at work somewhere. Amen. Amen. And so in this chapter, Jesus spoke to the disciples all the time. He was asking, do you love me? He wanted to ask Peter, do you love me? Do you love me more than this? I made you the head. Now your responses are quite some way. You're quite some way. Really, really, really some way. Amen. You betrayed me. You said you didn't know me. The last time 
I came up. You said you didn't know me from anywhere. You haven't seen me before. The way you were speaking, like you've never sat with me before. We had a supper. I said, this is my body. This is my wife. You said you don't know me. It was, it was, I was just standing and watching and listening. And I told you the cock would crow. You know, the cock crowing, that's why many churches have a cock on top of the cross. If you look on the internet, you'll find the steeple, the, there's a cross, and there's a cock. It's to remind you not to betray Christ. Yes, that's what the cock, that's what it stands for. It's to remind you not to do what Peter did. One day I went to preach somewhere, the pastor gave me a cock. A full cock that was, I mean, stuffed. I think it was a, a real cock. He told me this is a descendant of the cock that crowed uh, when Peter denied Christ. Oh, yes. I, I brought it to Ghana. <laughs> it's a close relative of that cock. So the cock is to, is to remind you not to betray all that you've learned, all that you know, all that you've heard, all that you've been taught. Don't do that. Oh, tell your neighbor. Ooh. It's really, really, really some way when you do that. It's really some way. So now, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? You know, I'm, I'm enjoying preaching from this chapter. Do you like me? Do, do you like me? Because the whole thing was about love. It wasn't about instructions and whatever. It was about love. Now, the way you've spoken and so on, I don't get the feeling that you love. Oh, yeah, your behavior looks really some way. Yeah, it's really, really some way. So Peter said that I love you. But his love was weak. The one said, I love you, it wasn't working. So Jesus asked him second time, three times. Why did Jesus ask him three times? Because he betrayed Christ three times. So Jesus was asking him three times the same issue. Each question was to bring up that issue and it's not too much. Don't tell Jesus, why are you keeping on on this case? You also betrayed him three times. He's asking you three times on the same case. It's not too much. Some people don't like issues to be brought up. But I'm telling you, there are some issues that have to be brought up again and again and again. Because of the way the issue is. It has to be brought up. Do you love me? But if if there's no love, there will be no discussion. When there is love, there will be plenty talking. Yeah. So you should always be glad when there is talking. When your father doesn't love you again, then you see that you cannot reach him. You cannot talk to him. He doesn't even want to see you. How many have some people, some people phone you and you don't answer? When you see, you say, hmm, he answer. The person should ring. You assume that it was on silent. <laughs> assume that it was on silent. Assume that I didn't see. Oh, yes. 
That's when you prefer for the person to talk and talk and talk and talk. But nothing is coming. So Jesus said, well, three times I'm bringing up this case. Then Peter, I think maybe he was a sanguine, but he turned in verse 21 to ask uh, this guy, Jesus. He went to ask Jesus that. This guy, John, he looks very, you know, smart. What's going to happen to him too? Do you see? Peter seeing him said to Jesus, what shall this man do? How, how does it concern you? What shall this man do? You know, one of the things you must know is concentrate on your life and your personal calling to God. Oh, what does this man do? What about this guy? What about this person? What about We are all running an individual race. Rarely do people die in groups. Yes, it's rare for people to die in groups. One at a time, you go. Now, listen to Jesus' answer to this question. Jesus said to him, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. Now, that. then went this saying abroad among the disciples, that among the brethren, that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not unto him. So John was trying to emphasize. Jesus did not say he shall not die. But he said, if I will that he tarry, okay, till I come, what is that to thee? Now, these words of Jesus reveal something amazing. If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Now, listen to this. Oh, Jesus said, if I want him to stay, what, does it, what is it to you? So it means that Jesus is the one who decides who stays. Change the version. Change the version. Jesus is the one who decides who stays and who goes. Yeah. If I want him to remain until I come, what is that to you? Change the version. NIV. If I want him to remain alive till I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. If I want him to remain alive. So Jesus is the one who decides who remains alive. Yes. So he he, he can look at you and say, you, I want you to stay alive for this number of years. Hey. And he can decide to somebody, no, no, you, I don't want you to remain. Yeah. Jesus is saying, if I will, if I will, if, if I feel that I want him to stay, change it to amplify. If I want him to be alive, uh, if I want him to stay alive until I come, what, how does it concern you? You follow me. So here again we see there is a coach who has a will and he can decide you off the pitch. 
Hey. And another coach can say, and he can also say, I want you to stay for the full match. Play on. And Jesus is saying, if I will, that he remains alive. What is that to you? It's it's nothing to you. Shut, Shut your mouth and concentrate on your calling. I am the one. So we are seeing here today huh, that Jesus is controlling money. And he's controlling those who stay alive. And those who, who go. I mean, he's actually said it. If I want him to stay, what is it to you? If I want him to remain, what is it to you? Yeah. So I believe that all these things are supernatural. That is why in the hospitals, there are so many mysteries. You know, there are so many diseases that people don't have cures for. So, there are so many mysterious things. And at the end of the day, we as Christians, we have faith and we believe that it is Jesus who decides how many fishes are going to come into your net. Anything that you are poor today, because no decision has been taken in heaven to direct some fishes to your net. How many believe the word of God? Do you believe it? Ah, you better start believing more. Because there is no other thing we have in this world than to believe. We have faith. If you don't have faith, you'll be hot in this world. You don't know what to do. So, when it comes to giving an offering, always remember that money is also supernatural. You know, Ghana should have been one of the richest countries in the world. In fact, we probably are. We are the gold coast. Ghana is covered with gold from the south all the way to the north. Apart from that, we are covered with black gold which is oil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We are covered with black gold. We are covered with salt from the Keta to Axim. We have salt. Beautiful sea, beaches. We have forests, tropical forests, and we also have deserts. We have flatlands for safari, for wildlife for farming rice and for everything cows and we have i mean everything yet we are importing chicken huh it's mysterious don't you think america could have helped us more they just gave 33 billion to Ukraine to fight and they decided to give another 40 billion to add to the 33 billion. Now they give us some 1 billion and we can use it to make some things up here. What do you think? It's, it's mysterious. You see, the money is directed to areas you can't even understand. So if you sit down 
and don't want God to be involved in money when it comes to you. My friend, you are missing out because there is something not logical about money. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And so that's why giving, which also doesn't make sense, is something you must learn how to do. You know, recently, somebody sent me a little gift. I've known this fellow for years. And I realized that I don't know whether it is his background or his family or I don't know what it is, but I realized that he lacks the grace of giving. and, and, And that's what struck me as I was just looking at what he was even saying. You know, he lacks the grace of giving. You can never break out of your of the, of the curse if you don't have the grace of giving. I'm telling you. No matter who you are, no matter what you earn. Just learn to be liberal. Amen. Are you listening to me? How many want to break out of the curse of your family level of, uh, what do you call it? You know, prosperity. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, we are setting up our new hospital, which is, I don't know when they are going to launch it. Yes, I don't know when we are doing the grand opening. Yes. You know, we are collecting clothes. We are, we are, we are going to collect clothes. We have, we, have, we have started. We will iron them. Wash, nice arranged with sizes. And like as if we are going to sell. And then we are going to give more. We are going to give mattresses to people. Key soap to people. Buckets. You see, a lot of poor places, people, people that need help. I learned from my friend Reverend Steve Mensah. I learned it from him. There are people that, I mean, cripples and people that, you know, in some of the villages, they rent cutlasses. They, they rent the cutlass. Is it the right word? Rent. They rent the cutlass to go to the farm. Yeah. How much is one cutlass? Does anybody know? You are not farmers. Huh? 30 cities. 30 cities. They rent it to go to the farm. So cutlasses and all these kind of things. Yes. So we, we, we will have through this, our new hospital, it's called the Hope Center, through, through this uh, place, we have a place to be given the things to, to heap up the things to release them at the, at the right time to the people. We're piling the mattresses and the buckets and all the things that we need for people. Clothes, we are not going to share like rags. You see an old lady, very old, you are giving her jeans to wear. Jeans, a jeans skirt, a mini jeans skirt. Eh? Is it the right dress to give to such an elderly lady? A mini jeans skirt. <laughs> How many are ready to sew some of your nice dresses and clothes and shoes? Some of you, your shoes are like decorations in the house. You don't even know 
you have to step over all the shoes to, to walk in your house. Some people buy shoes as disposable shoes. Wear it once and then that is all. I want you to be free of struggle, struggling to give. Every month in your church, this church, we feed uh, beggars. We give them money. We pay beggars. So when I see a beggar on the road, even if I don't give them, I know that we have set up something to pay beggars every month a salary. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's a reason why they are begging. There's a reason why they are begging. Many beggars are blind. You may not know. Many beggars are blind. Or partially blind. So giving is a blessing. Yeah. Giving is a blessing. When the Ukrainian war started, I called, I checked some of our friends, Ukrainian pastors, send them money. They, didn't, they, they, they don't have to ask. You think about it. Your church is scattered. The world is scattered. Every scattered you are running. By all means, they will need money. It's not about, hey, do you need anything? Can we send you some soap? Can we send you some toilet? Please, let's be serious. They need something. Yes. You don't have to ask you to know that they need something. Are you listening to me? So let giving become something that you do. Why? Because giving is supernatural. It also doesn't make sense. There's nobody here who doesn't need money. Okay, if you need money, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you need money. Uh-huh. So I choose somebody who needs money, give money. Does it make sense? No. But like John said, it is the Lord. Oh, it is the Lord. This 153 fishes, it's the Lord. May the Lord be involved in your finances from today in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May the Lord be involved in your job from today in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord be involved in your promotion in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord be involved in your school in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord be involved in your contract in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord himself open doors for you in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. May the Lord be involved. May the Lord be involved in your fishing. In your fishing, in your work, in anything your hand is doing. May the Lord be involved. In Jesus name. Amen. Take out your offering, your beautiful offering, to involve God in whatever you are doing. Take it out, and God is going to be involved in whatever you are doing financially, spiritually, work wise, any politics. If you have. You are aiming to be a politician. You want to be an MP. Ah, the Lord himself will help you. You want to be a member of a board, committee, council of state. I don't know what your aspirations are. May the Lord himself open the doors for you in the name of Jesus Christ.
you will not be postless. Postless. Without appointment. Without portfolio. For years. People will be amazed at your age. The age at which you have ascended to a certain throne. In Jesus name. Take out your offering and let us pray. Father, I pray for your blessing on everyone who is involved in giving today. Open our hearts and open our lives and touch our hearts that we have the grace to give. And to just release, to involve you somehow in our lives financially. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray in the name of Jesus, let poverty be banished from our midst. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. Please, if you want to give online, and those, on, those uh, watching online, my screen is off here, but those watching online, you want to also give. God bless you as you give. Um, God is going to bless you mightily. And I pray for you also, wherever you are watching, that as you join in and as you give, the Lord will answer your prayers and be involved in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. And also, remember, we are building churches. Uh, 240 new church buildings in just the north. 11 cities. 11 cities. Each one has 24 church buildings in different towns around them. Yendi is one. Um, Salaga is one, I believe. Uh, Gushegu is one. Um, Tatale is one. There are key cities in the north. Yeah, key cities in the north. Paga area is also one around the Boga area. Different towns. Are, you see, the places are scattered. We are building churches everywhere. Uh, you don't know that when you go to the north, you understand. It's not, it's not, you, there, you can never say that the north is a particular religion. No, 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 no. It's even tribal more. There's a tribe that belongs to this religion. There's another tribe that belongs to another religion. Another tribe, they don't believe in God. They, 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 they worship, they, are, they, they worship um, other things. So it's not a clear thing. So it, it's a very beautiful arrangement. And we are there to build a church of God. God is blessing us mightily. Can I have an amen from somebody? So anybody who wants to build a church, you may want to even build 24 buildings yourself. Oh yes. Oh yes. And each of the 24 buildings has a cathedral in the center. Yes. You know, you have heard of Yendi. So Yendi, we are building a cathedral in Yendi. And then all around Yendi, uh, different, different settlements and towns we have 24, but then our bishop is based in, going to be based in Yendi. Beautiful. Are you excited about such wonderful uh, projects? Nalerigu. When I was in Nalerigu, I was touched by the Baptist church. You know, in 19, what? The man came there what year? Does anybody remember the hospital there? Nalerigu Hospital. A Baptist white man came to stay in Nalerigu, 1950-something or 60-something. And he has, can you imagine it, in 1961, and built a big hospital there as a mission and a missionary work. So the Baptist church is the main thing in Nalerigu. 
next to Gambaga. It's amazing. People have labored for God. Nobody knows them. Yeah. Baptists. God bless them. Thank God it's our turn to also do something on the ground and be a blessing to the people of God. Amen. Are you excited to be part of this? One day when we are gone and we, are, we will be silent, you will not be hearing uh, Nalerugu something, Gambaga, this, that, finish, it will be over. So as we are here, let's do our best and let's give. All of you watching online, do your best. Somebody come and put on this screen, okay? Do your best and let your hand be in the work that is going on. It will one day be over. But for now, do what you have to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, bless everyone who is giving today. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Come to the front and sow your special seed on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. Afternoon service. First Love Church everywhere. Those of you watching online, welcome. Sow your seed When you give in Cameroon, we use it everywhere, please. We are building everywhere. And the choir can come on stage as soon as you are done, all right? If you want to give, the offering details are on. And um, God bless you. Alright, change your screen, show, show the inside, show us in the church please. Switch off that thing, yes, beautiful. God bless you as you give. Every coming to the front and giving, everyone giving, those online also watching Healing Jesus Television. Healing Jesus Television is one of the leading television stations in the world. So, as you join on the Healing Jesus Television Satellite TV, God is blessing you. You be blessed as you watch television. Oh yes, 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 oh yes. Maladoba lide bele de bonane de meke balandala mamanda de babala labada. Hele mara mandole bele lo bonele de meke balene de benene. I pray over your offerings, your gifts, your seeds. May the Lord bless and increase you mightily in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh yes. Empty wallets shall be filled. Empty bank accounts with less than 100 CDs, 200 CDs. Bank accounts shall be transformed. In the name of Jesus Christ, poverty-stricken families shall be touched by the power of God. Grace of God, grace of God, grace of God, grace of God moving in your life. Receive help from the Lord. Receive financial help from the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And everyone shouted amen.
Amen. Oh, are you excited? Can you feel the presence of God in the house? Church, it's time for my favorite part of the service. And I'm so glad that our prophet is in the house. Amen. Yesterday was a fantastic day in our church. And yesterday I chanced on a scripture and I want to share with us John chapter 1 verse 6. If you can help me on the screen. John chapter 1 verse 6. Hallelujah. It says that there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Hallelujah. Next verse. The same man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. Hallelujah. Church, in this church we have our John. Hallelujah. His name is Bishop Diagewan Mills. And we are so grateful to God that he has sent him to bear witness of the light that through him all men might believe. Hallelujah. So prophets, we really celebrate you. We are so blessed. Thank you for sending missionaries. Thank you for pastors. Thank you for shepherds. Thank you for anointed songs. We are so blessed that you came into this life. We are so blessed that you obeyed the call of God on your life. We are so blessed for salvation. We are so blessed for eternity. And we celebrate you prophets on this day. And you know, hold on, hold on. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, Verse 11, Paul said that he gave some apostles, he gave some prophets, he gave some evangelists, he gave some pastors, and he gave some teachers. So not everybody has everything. Some churches have pastors, some churches have apostles, some churches have evangelists, but I'm glad that in the first love church, we have everything in the unity. We have bonus which is a father and if you are excited as I am with Jesus joy if you are so happy that we have the gift of God God has given us a general lift up your voice and we serve as God of faith that nothing is impossible when you when put you your trust in the Lord nothing is impossible when you put your trust in the Lord when you trust Oh, there's nothing that God cannot do for 
Father, thanks a million for this time, this opportunity. We are excited, we are blessed, we are grateful. Thanks a million in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, it's a blessing to be here today. I was here last night for the um, second service. This is the third, this is the fourth service we are having. So it's a blessing to be here. Celebrate with all of you. Amen. What the Lord has done. Now, this afternoon, I just have a short birthday message for you. And my message is, Lord, I know you need somebody. I want to introduce a a new book today, which I believe is a very important book, um, which it spells out an important message that I believe all of us must know. All these new books are very important, and they are the message that we've been preaching for some years, and um, it's a good message. Amen. So I'm going to introduce that book to you shortly after my very short sermon this afternoon. But Ezekiel 22 and verse number 13. And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. This verse says that I sought for a man. God is looking for a man. So that's why we, we sing that song. Lord, I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. You can depend on me. Amen. Um, so the song, the book is actually, um, we have the book, don't we, somewhere? Yeah, Lord, I know you need somebody. I'm sure they can put it up for us. Lord, I know you need somebody. You can depend on me. Now, you see, the reason why uh, I, I'm preaching these things is because I have a choice to preach different things, okay? But I feel that um, based on what I've learned over the years, you know, not, not I would say that I, I just have felt more the need to preach about these kind of things. But I find when I analyze what is preached and what I'm preaching, I feel that what I'm preaching has an advantage over preaching to comfort you on your problems and preaching to encourage you always about your ailments and your problems and crises. Because being encouraged about all those things and always talking about all those things um, it's not going to make them go away. We are, we are in a wild world. The world is a wild place. It's a very wild place that we've come to. Do you see? And it's not going to get less wilder before we get out of here. It's getting worse. It's getting worse. Every day, the world is getting worse. Uh, everything is becoming more chaotic. 
and confused. And it will get more and more chaotic and confused until the end of the world. Do you see? So there are people who say, you have hope. You know, well, I have hope, but my hope is limited to what the word of God says. But in terms of hope in this world, for this world to be a good place, I don't have much hope for that. Isaiah 60 and verse 1 says, Arise and shine. Lord, I know you need somebody. Therefore, he's telling you to arise and shine since he needs you. For the light is come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Verse 2. It says, Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth and cross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee and his glory shall be seen upon thee. So even though the world is going to get worse and there's going to be darkness everywhere, all right, the glory of the Lord will rise upon thee and the Lord himself will arise and his anointing will come upon you and you will be used by God. So it is important to either see yourself as a victim of problems and circumstances and always be encouraged about problems and circumstances or see yourself as someone with a mission. Which one do you think you want to be? Yeah. Now you, you, you'll be surprised when you go to certain countries. I will not mention the countries, but one of the countries' name begins with an A. If you go to certain countries, you see that black people from Africa come to those nations and do great things. Do you see? But black people in that country, whose name begins with an A, see themselves as people who are victims of colonialism, of slavery, of racism, of all the problems that are they are not unreal problems. They are real problems. Nobody is imagining anything. The things are real. Human beings are wicked. Human beings are wicked. That's why babies cry when they are born. They, they have come to a wicked world. And it's not going to get less wicked. So instead of seeing yourself as a victim of so many injustices and unfortunate things you can see yourself as someone on a mission arise and shine your light is coming even though things are getting worse so either you sit down in the church and keep on saying okay everything's going to be okay everything's going to be okay everything's going to be okay don't worry everything's going to be okay don't worry everything I'm encouraging you to know that hey the Lord need somebody. Who can he need? Me? I have so many problems. Yeah, it's still you. I have so many problems. Yeah, but he still wants to to work with you. Yeah. Look at what is happening in Ukraine. Do you know that Ukraine is a Christian, it's like a Christian basket over there. That's where Christians, plenty, that's where the Christians are. Russia, no Christians. Ukraine, full of Christians. Look at what is happening there. Complex. You can't even understand how it will start, how it will end. 
You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, turn with me to Ephesians chapter 6. I'll be reading verses to you today. Okay. Ephesians chapter 2, sorry. Why did I say chapter 6? Chapter 2. All right. And you has he quickened. Let's read American Bible, please. And you, you were dead. Verse 2. Verse 2. In which you walked formerly according to the course of this world. How many were walking according to the course of the world? You and I were walking according to the course of the world. Okay? According to the prince of the power of the air. There was an influence influencing you. How many look back and realize that something was moving you? Something was moving. How many have felt like you were like a demon before? There was a time that you were like a demon. A living demon. Yeah. You were being in. Those on this side don't seem to understand the message. On on the corner there. They seem to. Upstairs people don't don't seem to understand the message. Hmm. It said you were walking according to the course of this world. And according to the prince of the power, the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Verse 3. Among them, we too, we all lived in the lusts of our flesh. Indulging the desires of the flesh and the mind. We were doing whatever we felt. How many have once done anything that you felt like? If you feel like you did it. Raise your hand if you did what you felt like doing. And what happened when you did what you felt like doing? Was it a beast or it was not a beast? It was a beast. It was a whole beast. And you realize that you were beastly. Yeah. Hmm. Verse 4. But God. eh? But God. Who is rich. Rich in gold. God who is rich in silver. God who is rich in money, rich in dollars. No, no, no. Rich in what? Mercy. What a God. Clap for God. Clap for God. His riches are mercy is his riches. God who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us. All right. When we were dead in our transgressions, made us alive. We were, we were lost, but he made us alive. Remember what the Bible says about the prodigal son. This my son was dead. You see, when you are lost and you are far from home, you are actually dead. You are actually in death. He said, this my son was dead, but is alive. He was lost, he is found. You are, you are actually dead. Hmm. Then, verse, the next verse. Verse 6. And has raised us up when we were dead. Has made us alive. Alright. And has raised us up to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amazing. That in the ages to come, he might show the riches of his grace towards us. Not of works. Okay. Lest any man should boast. It's not by works of righteousness, but by his grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. And we are complete in Him. Have you heard that song before? Complete, complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. Complete. 
complete, complete in Him. We are complete in Him. It's not by works of righteousness. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. And we are complete in Him. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness. Put the scripture by on, please. Scripture man. It's not by works yeah. of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. And we are complete For by grace, for by grace are you saved through faith. Isn't it? And that is the gift of God. And it's not as the result of works, so that no one may boast. Amen. Verse 10. Verse 10. Verse 10. Hallelujah. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for complaining, for praying and mourning all the time, for whining and begging. We are created for what? For good works. That's why we are saved. Not to be whining and complaining all the time about our horrible lives. Yes. And I tell you, when you are busy, you don't even have time to think of how mobile your situation is. How many have realized sometimes that your situation is really mobile? Like it is not fair. You get it? Do you understand mobile? Mobile less. <laughs> sometimes you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, Ooh. Look at me. Eh? How am I in this situation? But you see, God saved us with a mind that after saving us, we we would work for him. And actually, as soon as you are saved, you must look around for your work. And get into it. I'm telling you. If you think problems will cease. Last year by this time, we were at the square. Oh, it's not last year. Is it the year before that? Last year at this time. Yes. Or am I wrong? Yeah. Last year by this time. Or is it not two years ago? Yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. 
We were having a church in the mountains, isn't it? Yeah, we didn't have a church. We have this. There is always something going on. Yeah. This year, other things going on. There is always something or other going on. If you are going to sit down and whine and complain and ask yourself why, how, what, you, you will become so sad that you will actually feel like dying. It's true. I, I don't remember where but I remember one brother, his wife died. And I think it was in Korea. And every week, the husband would come to the cemetery to come and cry on the grave, scratching the grave like that. And after some weeks or months, he also died and then came to join her. Yes. You can easily follow. <laughs> you can easily follow out of sorrow of your heart. So, I'm saying that think about the work that God has for you. What, what work does God have for you to do? Amen. And when you think about the work that God has for you, you'll be surprised that your whole life takes a different turn because you are engaged in what he is giving you to do. It's not that you don't have problems. It's not that you don't have problems. But it's like you give yourself to the work that God has for you. And by doing so, you keep on meeting people who have worse problems than yours. How many have realized that when you work for God, you find people with wilder cases? Oh, yes. Yes. When we were in the north recently, ah, we saw many difficulties. Yeah. You may be thinking that we've got problems, but I tell you, there are wild problems in the world. Amen. Are you there? Beautiful. Turn to Titus chapter 2, verse 11. Titus 2 and verse 11. The grace of God. Everybody say the grace of God. God. That brings salvation has appeared. Amen. Everybody say, I am saved by grace. Say, I'm saved by grace. And so what? And so what? You are saved and so what? And so what? And so verse 12. Look at verse 12. And so verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should stop being ungodly and stop following our desires. How many have bad desires? Raise your hand if you have unfortunate desires. Unfortunate. Sometimes we even wonder that, that, I mean, is it, it's not honorable for me to have such desires. Ah! 
It's not good at all. <laughs> Look at the nice person by you. Are you not surprised that somebody that the person by you raised his hand when we were asked that who has uh, bad desires? This person, nice lady, nice brother, nice sister, has raised up her hand when they asked who has a bad desires. Oh. It's a pity. So read the verse again, verse 12. Teaching us that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust. And then we should live soberly. Soberly means, you know, like when somebody's drinking alcohol and the person says the person is sober, it means that nothing has gained control over you. Don't let anything gain control over you. Don't let a boy gain control over your, over your heart and your life. No, 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 no. Don't let any girl gain control over your emotions, over your mind. What I mean, you are talking about what? Young man, I can introduce you to more than 30 girls who will like, who will like you instead of that one. See me after church, I will introduce you right now. Be sober. tamper with alcohol don't tamper with it because you never know you whether you'll be the type who can't control yourself we always have somebody who can't control yourself. you see everybody's drinking one tot or one uh, what one shot or tot or how is it a pot whatever it is a pot or totty or whatever eh? <laughs> and before you see you are drinking for because you cannot control yourself because not knowing that you are that type yes you see people take cocaine and they all they are looking okay and they will be living for years taking the cocaine small small but you when you put one in you like this before you realize you need two three four five now you are high when you see you you are going Experiment, be sober. Don't let any girl tell you so before you, you are getting ECG readings on your heart. ECG. Abba. What do you mean? You say young girls are my weakness. From where? When did young girls become your weakness? You said I love you and he didn't say I love you back or she doesn't love you or whatever. I want to just say, Shirley, man, I'm just going my way. I don't need you, no nothing, man. Forget about you. You won't even get somebody like me to. I will never look at you again. Foolish girl. I won't, I won't look at you twice. Who are you? Who born you? Where, where are you from? control of your life don't let pornography control you be sober look at you holding your phone eh? if 
the phone is so small and then the things in the phone now look at how small they are and you are it is able to control you very small people moving and doing things man you are holding yourself as you are holding a phone oh no 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 oh yes be sober be in control reject all things that try to gain control over your life you have started smoking Tosca for men And other cigarettes. You'll be, you'll be, you before you realize it, you are the one who gets cancer from smoking. Why do you experiment with weed? You before you realize, you are admitted at asylum down. Yes, you are at Pantang, wailing and singing reggae music at Pantang Hospital. I mean, how? Not knowing that you are the type that responds to weed, cake, and weed smoking in that way. Because not everybody, some people respond that way. Christ has saved us and so what? And so verse 12 and so what? Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously yeah, righteous find the nearest sister and say please stop that smelly behavior I don't, your immorality in secret is not, a sister, I'm talking to a sister I don't want to point her out so somebody should speak to her and tell her that it seems you have been located in the church you must come out of immorality hmm. oh yes tell the person you are the one you are the one God sent me to speak to you if the lady is pretending as if she doesn't understand say hey stop Stop what you are doing. There's no whatever here. You are the one. Somebody was fornicating last night and you've come to church this morning. Be delivered from that thing in Jesus' name. You should live soberly, righteously, godly in this present world. Amen. This present world means that there is another world coming. Charlie, we are, you will see us driving cars which fly up there. We sit in the car and say, boom, it goes up. We'll be moving through heaven. I mean, so many things. Technology hasn't seen it yet. We'll be doing visitation. Yeah. When you are in my heavenly car and I throw you out, you just take a parachute and drop down. To land on some lake somewhere. We are going to have a great time. How many are looking forward to another world? I have another world in view. I have another world in view. I have I have a
you'll be very sad. You, you see, you'll be shocked that maybe you may never be able to build a house. You may never prosper in a certain way. You may never have certain things that you have imagined. You may never climb an aeroplane before you die. So if that is the case, you see that, oh, it was so bad on earth. But when you say, I have another world in view, in view, I have another world in view. Do you have another world in view? I have another world in view, in view. I have another world in view. My Savior's born to prepare me a place. I have another world in view. My Savior's born. Without another world in view, eh, we are of all men most miserable. For sure. You will find out by staying in this world that you are a miserable person. So, Paul said to Titus, in this present world, that's just this short location, just some period, but this is how to live now that you are saved. Amen. Are you there? Verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope. Oh yes. Looking for the blessed hope. And the glorious appearing of Jesus. You may be seated. Now. Who gave himself for us? Understand we are reading the best. This is everything you need to hear. He gave himself for us. That he might redeem us. From all iniquity. And purify or clean to himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Zealous of good works. That's all. So this is the essence of Christianity. Christianity is not for us to sit down and feel sorry for ourselves. Because truly, if you know people's lives... And situations and things that have happened in everybody's life, you'll be surprised. The person sitting by you, and you have no idea what he has seen. Yes. Even as a young person, you see that some of the young people, they are like 80 years old already. The things they have experienced in this world. Some of them are more than 80 years old. I'm telling you. Young people, is it not true? Have you not seen certain wild things? Hey! You know, I once met a sister and uh, she was, uh, when I spoke to her, you know, she was going to be loved as a brother, a young, a young girl in church was going to be loved as another young brother. But I said to her, the way you are, you need an elderly man. Because you are more mature, you, you, you are even like a widow, somebody who has lived, you have experienced widowhood and other wild things, and your mind is so advanced. It's true. The person is so advanced from their experiences. Yes. Some people have watched movies, you are like an actor, you are like one of the people in the movies. 
It's true. So, God is trying to recruit all of us. Yes. I don't want anybody to sit down. I believe I'm preaching the best message. The best message. Lord, I know you need somebody who will be zealous of good works. You can depend on me. Lord, I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody. Somebody told me, said, you, you work, want to work for God because your father has money. Yes. You know, I was hurt by that thing. Yeah. And you know what my father told me? He said, you can do what you want. He had nothing else to say or to give to me. I was on my own. I didn't serve God because my father had money. But somebody told, oh, your father has money. So that's why you are saying you won't go to work for God. We, we, we need to work for ourselves. Ooh. Is it a nice way of thinking? Yeah. You, you, you are okay. So you can sing such on you. You can depend on me. You can depend on me. So. <laughs> you, your family, have, you have money. That is why you say, Lord, I know you need somebody. Ooh. No. I'm telling you the way to prosper. Yeah. This will lead you to your prosperity. It will lead to soundness in your mind, in your life. It will lead to peace. It will lead to joy. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things, they will be added to your life. So much fulfillment will come when you decide to say, yes, Lord, you can depend on me. I'll be there. The rising stars Every school needs, everybody here can have 10 
students. That's where they're all learning pornography, sex, alcohol, weed, smoking, anything bad, drugs, they are learning it all in the schools. Wow, wild. You can't, when you see a young girl walking into a school, you don't know what is going to happen to her. Yeah. But Lord, you can depend on me. That's why people who are saved, you don't know what, they don't know what you've done. You know, when I was in the north, in one of the towns at the corner somewhere, I was there when a man came, two people actually, they came from uh, Europe. I said, what are you doing here? They said, oh, we've come to see you. I said, why? Why here? They said, this is where you are. They came and said, we, we, we have come to honor you. I said, me? Why? What have I done? They said, you have been a blessing. He said, you don't know how you have been a blessing. So I sat with them, talk and all that. Now the next day, I was looking for them. So, oh, they've gone. I said, how? They've gone to where? They've gone back to Europe. <laughs> you see, you never know how much of a blessing you are to somebody. It's the person who can tell you that, look, what this person means to me, you don't know how my life is changed. That will make somebody fly, eh? <laughs> fly from where and come to Accra and come to the north and drive and find me in a village where there's nowhere to stay. I said, what are you doing here? We are here to honor you. He came with his wife. He's not a member of our church. He said, you don't know. Your teaching, your books, your music, everything, you don't know. Hey. So, when, when you say, Lord, you can depend on me, you don't know how somebody is going to be so changed by you opening your mouth to talk and to speak and to, and to be a blessing. Yeah. Well, you, you're only thinking of yourself. and your little, your, It's not a little problem. I'm not belittling your problem. Who has problems and I don't know what's a problem? Do you know what I'm standing in as I'm standing here and preaching? You have no idea. Yes. You know, one of the things about life's problems is that when your turn comes, it's when you know what somebody was going through. But until then, you may not know. Because recently I was with somebody and he was going through something that happened. I said, you know, I knew about this problem. I have never, no, I never knew this is what it meant. And this is what was happening to you. I knew it, but I never knew what it was. You think you know, but you don't really know. You have no idea. So yours happens. Oh, yes. Over the years, you see people so appreciate. There are people that get angry sometimes with our church members. Why do you love this person? Because you don't really understand. How you would have been, where you would have been, what it would have been like. Oh man. So I, I want to say to you when you say, Lord, you can depend on me, it means, Lord, eh, I'll open my mouth and speak. I will make some effort. I will pray. I will join in the work. I will not just sit down and say, I'm blessed. Oh, what is that? What is that? How does it help? 
but I'll give myself to do something. So I don't know what to do. You don't know what to do, but you know how to get a visa, how to get a scholarship, how to get things, how to organize, how to write letters. You know how to organize things for yourself, but you sit in the chair, so I don't know what to do. No. I'm telling you for your own health and for your own blessing, uh, learn to be involved, to work for God, no matter the issues that you have in your life, and no matter the work you are doing, you have one thing to do. I have a thousand. You say you are busy. You are busy, and me, I'm what? Lord, you can depend on me. The harvest is ripe, Lord. Oklahoma in, uh, in uh, Kenneth Higgins Bible School and I went to see the principal of the Bible school. We sat in his office and where I was explaining, you know, this man has been a blessing to me. I was talking. The man was just looking at me and he, I, I realized that he wasn't so impressed at the point and he said, he said to me, you know what he said? You, how many want to know what he said? How many want to know what, what he was going to say to me? He said, there are many people like you. So there are many, many people like Many people have come here. The books, the tapes, they are so blessed. So, as you are blessed, thank God. But there are many people like you. Many people will be blessed by you. And they, they will feel they owe you their lives. By just one person saying, yes. Kennedy was not talented or like an orator. He was he's very basic. God used him so much all over the world. Just by somebody say, Lord, I know you need somebody. You can depend on me. You can depend on me. I want us all to decide you can depend on me, Jesus. You can depend on me to do something. To do something. Your, your work, your input will be great. Yeah. We have people who are on stage. and We have people who are backstage. There are people you see, but there are people you don't see. They are working behind the scenes. And they are making great things to happen for God. And for this work. Lord, I know you need somebody. You can depend on me, Jesus. You can depend on me, Jesus. I know you need somebody. I know you need somebody.
Sit down. Number 16. Lord, I know you need somebody who will bring good tidings to your people. Isaiah 41 and verse 24 to 28. But I'm going to read a part which says, the first shall say to Zion, behold, behold them, and I will give to Jerusalem one that brings good tidings. For I beheld, and there was no man, no man, even among them, and there was no counselor, that when I asked of them, that could answer a word. Amen. I want to close with this scripture, which says, I will send someone who brings good tidings. I want us to be a church which brings good tidings. The greatest hold back to being effective for God is your personal problem. When missionaries were being sent from Switzerland and Germany to Ghana, People arose and said, we have sinners here in Basel. Sinners in Switzerland. How can we send people to those African nations? And it's in my book, um, Tell Them. You can read the letter, what the people said, the committee. Thank God that we don't always follow committees. Hey! The people said, no, 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 no. That would have been the end of us. And why, why were they saying no because of financial reasons? Or, no, they were saying no because we have our own problems here in Switzerland. How can you send somebody when we here, we have so many sinners all around. If you care to read it in the book, tell them. Ah, yes, this book. When I read it, I was amazed. If you go to the Kriwem uh, Museum there in Mampong, you see the missionaries who came. What are the names of the guys? Huh? Um, Reese. Andreas Reese. And mention the name. I can't hear you from there. Zimmerman. And all those guys. They were not going to send them all. They were not going to send them. Charlie? <laughs> you by now? I don't know what prayers you'll be praying. They were saying that they have problems. How can we send somebody when we have personal problems? Should I always preach about your personal problem? No, 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 no. If you're going to preach about your personal problem, we'll be on the personal problem. Family, children, life, marriage, uh, finances, which will never end. Get up and, and rise up. Some of you, the marriage problems you have is because you are together too often yes it makes you feel hot marriage when you are together too much you start to be, feel hot when you go apart you start to feel cold so you don't know which one it's like a blanket when you put it on for some time you are hot when you take it off you are cold if you were to just even work and come home and be tired your whole life may have even changed but one of you is not busy there are problems. Oh. You can't sleep. It's because you are not tired. 
Yes. Yes, it's one of the reasons why you can't sleep. You're not tired. <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be surprised what will happen when you get tired. You start sleeping everywhere. <laughs> the Lord, Lord, I know you need somebody to bring glad tidings to people and to smile at somebody. How many are going to smile at somebody? Smile at your neighbor to start with. Let's smile. smile. Show your teeth like how you were. You are taking selfies and all these fake pictures. You have to learn how to smile at people to encourage them. All these fake, fake pictures you've been taking. Lord, I know you need somebody to bring some glad tidings, some good news of salvation to somebody. Wow. Lord, I know you need somebody to pray here every day. We need people who pray in this compound every day. I was at the Kodesh the other day, one, one of these last weekend, and it was too quiet for me. It was like a graveyard. It was quiet. The church was too quiet. I said, it's not a good thing for a church to be so quiet. I don't want the center to be like that. There must be shouting. There must be, some, there must be something going on here every day. Every day there must be a prayer meeting every day. There must be all night every day. Yes. Yes. A house of prayer. The church must be a house of prayer. Intercessions going on every day and every night. Evangelism ongoing. Soul winning ongoing. New convert classes ongoing. Church services ongoing all the time. We didn't build all this to, to make it be quiet till Sunday. Ah! Lord, I know you need somebody to bring some good news, some glad tidings to somebody you can depend on me. Lord, I know you need somebody to smile at someone like there's good news you know somebody's face somebody who is carrying bad news the face is not good yeah I feel like day number 17 Lord I know you need somebody who will deliver and restore people who have been held captive anyone who is captive huh Isaiah chapter 42, verse 21. It says, the Lord is well pleased, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. Ooh, a nice person like you now, you've been spoiled. And they are all of them snared in holes. They are hid in prison houses. They are for a prey and none delivereth them. Ah, God is going to use you to deliver them. Amen. Number 18, Lord, I know you need somebody who will plead for God to stay his judgment and not punish the people. How many know that sometimes you are due for six lashes and somebody comes and intercedes, oh, please, two, just two. How many? Two instead of six. And because of the person's voice, the six lashes becomes two. 
may God use you. Eh? Maybe God has decided to punish somebody. But because of your intervention, the person's punishment will not come on. Oh, thank God. Look, you know, as I'm preaching, I can see people who are 14 years old, 15, 16, 13, 19, 17. These are the people. I don't know. That is what is in my mind as I'm preaching. I'm seeing people like that. Yeah. I want us to love them. And I want us to say, Lord, you can depend on me. Amen. Lord, I know you need somebody who will pray for the healing of those whose lovers have forsaken them. Jeremiah chapter 30. It says, thy bruise is incurable. Thy wound is grievous. Verse 12. It says, there is none to plead thy cause. That thou mayest be bound up. Thou hast no healing medicines. All thy lovers have forsaken thee. Underline it. All thy lovers have forsaken thee. You used to have a lot of boys. One boy after that. James Bond comes. After that Rambo comes. Then Terminator. Then I mean Clint Eastwood. Different type of actors. Come. Now it says all thy lovers are forsaken. Because you have developed wrinkles. Remember how they used to come. Lovers. 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 Now no one is proposing to you. Lord, I know you need somebody to go and talk to the people whose lovers have forsaken them. And help them to get a a beloved. In this church, we help people to get beloveds. Oh, yes. And we are not ashamed of it. The sheep are intermingling. They can't see themselves. There's one here that belongs to one here, but because this one is walking this way, you can't see this one. You have to direct them. Say, hey, turn this way. Move this way. Move this way. Move this way. You see something here. Amen. Hey. Number 22, Lord, I know you need somebody who will raise up the fallen virgins. The what? The fallen virgins. Amos chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. Hear ye this word which I take up against you. The virgin of Israel is fallen. She shall no more rise. She is forsaken upon her land. And there is none to raise her up. Oh. Ask the nearest sister, are you a fallen virgin of Israel? People are not asking anybody. You are sitting by the person who wants to ask the fallen virgin of Israel. Oh. <laughs> fallen virgins. How many are going to help fallen virgins? So, but you are saying that I myself am a fallen virgin. How am I going to help another fallen virgin? Lord, I know you need somebody to help the fallen virgin. I'll be there to help them and to fight for them. You can depend on me. Stand to your feet.
You can depend on me. I'll be there. I'll be there. Oh, you can depend on me, Lord. I'll be there. You can depend on me. Lift your eyes and say, Lord, I have a whole lot of problems, but you can still depend on me. I'm not going to be weighed down by my personal problems. You can depend on me to work for you, to serve you, to help somebody else in the name of Jesus. Lift your hand and give yourself to God this afternoon as we close our service. Father, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the chance. Thanks a million. You can depend on us, Lord, to serve you, to follow you all the days. You can depend on us to, to fight, to help someone fallen, someone in difficulty, somebody bound, somebody with a problem. Thank you for saving us, helping us, touching our lives. We love you. We praise you. We thank you. I want you to lift your two hands and pray to God just yourself. Tell God, Lord, you know, I have, I'm so some way, but you can depend on me. I'm going to allow you to use me to be a blessing, to stop thinking about myself and to think about somebody else. We love you. Pray to God for a moment. Everyone, every weakling, every nobody, every nothing, everyone, tell God, Lord, you can depend on me. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to follow you. You can use me, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me and every eye closed. If you are here and you want to give your life to Jesus Christ, all right, I want to give you, you want to be born again. I want to give your life to God today. Maybe somebody invited you, but you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Lift your hands right now and come quickly to me. Come, come from where you are standing. Just come, just come quickly and, and stand on this side quickly. God bless you. Just come. Now, 
I'm going to pray with you very quickly. Come. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. Stand here, stand here. I want to give my life to God. Now, if you are here and you feel that you want to give your life to work for God full time in the ministry, I, I feel in my heart to invite you to come here. I'm going to pray for you. I, you are actually the people I want to pray for. Come. Now, if you are here, Lord, I want to work for you in full time, all out. Come and stand on the, on the right side here. Just stand on this right side here. I, want, I feel like I, I want to pray for you. Those who want to give your life to Jesus, come and stand here. I'm going to pray with you also. I want to work for God full time, all out. Yeah, it's my calling to challenge you to work for God. That's one of my callings. Come, come, and come to the front of this side. Oh, yes. Yes. Let me pray with those of you who came to give your life to Jesus. Lift your hands up here. Say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to you. I give my heart to you. Please write my name in the book of life. Wash away my sins with the blood of Jesus Christ. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Follow our pastor. You see, she has got a sign. Follow me. Follow her. Those of you who came to give your life to Jesus Christ this way. The rest of you who want to work for God full time, come. Stand here. Come and stand here. Come. All of you come. I'm going to pray with you. There's nothing in this world only to work for God. Lord, you can depend on me. I just want to pray for you. That's all. I want to pray for you. I want to serve God full time all my life. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Oh yes. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Take my hands and take my feet. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart. Touch my heart, Lord. Everyone lift your hand and let's all say if you can use anything, Lord. Lift your hands. Let's all lift our hands in the church, please. Today is a special day. Father, I pray for everybody who walked forward. Yeah. Lord, I've prayed for many people like this over the last 20 and 30 years. I pray for these ones too, Lord. I pray for every single person who walked forward that you see every hand, every foot, every eye, and every heart and you touch them and you bless them with an opportunity to serve you Lord I know from experience from my life that many want to but don't get a chance to and life passes by and opportunities go away and it's just a dream and they tell their children you know I once wanted to serve the Lord 
and they tell some of their children I'll help you because that's what I wanted to do but I wasn't able to Lord I pray for these children that their hands and their feet and their lives will find their places in your kingdom that they will find a place somewhere in your vineyard anywhere they will have even some of them scraps scraps Lord anything at all to do anything for you I pray for them I pray for those who are so young and are giving themselves that they will see their way and they will have guidance and see their way through the maze through the darkness through the mysteries and find you find a chance to serve you I pray for them Lord I pray that they will have the humility oh and the wisdom how to conduct themselves live with their lives carefully until they are found in your presence seemeth it a small thing to thee and the Lord will bless thee and cause thee to approach him may you approach him may you come closer to him may you never miss that chance that place the place that is close to him all the days of your life now Lord whatever stands as an obstacle whatever stands as a closed door to these ones let it open now let them see a way where there's no way to go in and to serve you all the days of their lives I thank you father that you hear my prayer if you can use anything Lord you can use me Some of you um, must go to the Bible school. How many of you are not in the Bible school? You are not in the Bible school. Raise your hand. Raise your hand up high. Yeah. Some of you must go to the Bible. I'm just telling you some of the things. Some of you must work in the church. Seriously. Some of you must apply to be full time. You must actually write and find out who, who is in charge of full time ministry here. Some of you watching online, you must take steps and take decisions because a day is going to come when you see that, you know, I wanted to all along. I know people, I tell you, I've met a number of people. So I wanted to, but I, I didn't. So I want my child to. Even Amy Semple McPherson, her mother was supposed to be a preacher, but her mother didn't. And her mother married an old man. And that was, so her ministry ended. She didn't do the ministry. And then she, came, she became pregnant with the man she married and gave birth to Amy. That's why she pushed her daughter so hard to be in the ministry because she wanted to, but she didn't end up doing. Whatever represents an obstacle or a mysterious diversion for your life, we block it today in the name of Jesus Christ. Humble yourself. Apply. Find out. All the things I don't know how to. Everything you can find out. There is a way. 
find out go to the bible school join something be in church and work because you can't just say well, i want to work for the lord when even the actual work that is here you don't do anything how, the, how does it help because he that is faithful in little is faithful in much so you have to be faithful in something small and then you can be faithful in much so i've given you three ways apply find out how and where number two keep applying one day i met a brother he said to me but i applied to people i said but i never heard about it no one knows so but i said took a letter here and i did this here. i said oh, wow that's you it's up to you you got to press bible says the kingdom of god is said that uh, the valid you, you need to press you need to look 1616 i believe you need to press into the kingdom oh yes without pressing the law and the prophets all right where until john since that time the kingdom of god is preached and every man presseth into it if you don't press you will never enter oh yes if you don't press you will never enter it's a pressure pressurized thing you have to press with pressure you will be standing there watching as people will pass by you yeah and some of you need to go to bible school proper you know i'm so glad in a few weeks some some more people are going to be consecrated as bishops they are all graduates from our bible school oh yeah i mean they are doing so well all over all over the world it's amazing they've been they were in a bible school for three years some four years and they are now grown their churches years have gone by and they are bearing fruit every seed isaiah 55 11 so shall my word be that goeth it shall not return void yes but it shall accomplish that which i sent it every preaching every word every book every message that you have heard it will accomplish something in you yes will go by you realize that the time that you spend an investment you've made is accomplishing something great receive apostleship receive the gift of a prophet receive the gift of a pastor receive the gift of an evangelist receive the gift of a helper receive anointing and grace serve the lord all the days of your life in the mighty name of jesus amen god bless you you may go back to your seats i gave you three keys right yes beautiful you may take your seat father thank you for this holy communion May this be the answer to your particular problem today. I don't know what problem you came with today to church. But may you be healed as you partake of the body of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. The body of Jesus Christ. Now the blood. May this be the answer to your mistake. May you be healed and forgiven from every mistake you have ever made. Lord, we bow before your blood. May the blood answer every invader, every wickedness that is passing near our homes. Through the blood of Jesus, we claim divine escapes. The blood of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands for your blessing. Right now, I declare you healed, blessed, and delivered. Whatever has attacked you 
or seeks to attack you is blocked. I say it is blocked today by the blood of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Be delivered from your enemy, from the enemy, and from captivity. The Lord's blessing rests upon you. Everyone watching online, receive your healing. Healing of every deep wound. Healing of every hurt. Healing of every fear. Fear of tomorrow. Fear of the unknown. Fear of death. Fear of evil. Fear of the unexpected. Be free from it. Be delivered from it. The Lord is on your side. Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord of lords. Lord of your life. Thank you, Father, for this blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.